Welcome to Musings of a Middle-Aged Man. I'm your host, David Olson. You see, it's all clear you were meant to be here from the beginning Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Meant to be here. Sounds fatalistic. Worse. It stinks of predestination wafting with the stench of pretend free will, the illusory concept claiming each individual human is in control of their ultimate destination. An intact free will opens a door to culpability and conviction by a peer jury, the basis for the extremely high incarceration rate in the U.S. of A. If free will is an illusion, then predestination is the law of the universe with a built-in defense mechanism opening another door to exoneration in a court of law. It's not my fault. The star alignment determined my actions despite my desire to walk the good line. Or, my favorite scapegoat rationale, the devil made me do it. If the limited power devil can make you do something, then so can an omnipotent God. A God that is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, as the God of the Bible is claimed to be, is the best argument for free will being a grand illusion and our lives are a set of preset actions encoded from the beginning, leading to a predetermined conclusion. If that conclusion be heaven or hell or the non-biblical nuances, purgatory and limbo, espoused by the Catholic Church, it is out of our hands. Hardly the actions of a loving and just deity. Omniscience means God knows at the point of conception, at the point the universe was thought into existence, every decision the created person is destined to make, and their ultimate destination. Omnipresence means God is with us at the point of every decision, with us before creation, after death, unto infinity, and beyond in both pre and post time. The implication, the omnipotent God, then, programmed in every decision ever made by any being even before the individual was conceived meaning, free will is an illusion. Nothing is ever influenced by a devil because the devil, too, was programmed by the ultimate to do exactly as it slash he or she does. God is the puppet master controlling the devil's strings. Do something good, God programmed that action to unfold as it does. Do something evil, God is also the culprit. This negates the Christian teaching that all three omnis can coincide with a loving God. If the omniscient God knows a person was going to spend eternity in a suffering hell at the point the omnipotent God created that person it is because the omnipresent God created the person to suffer eternal damnation in hell. An all-loving God would never condemn a person to perpetual punishment. Something has to give. It could be the omnis are not true. Could be the all-loving is false. It appears the Christian construct of God is a fallacy, a self-negating fallacy. There are possible reconciliations. One is that God as an entity embodies all the omnis and is infinitely loving therefore hell can't exist. This does not stand up before the scrutiny of light-shining logic. There is the problem of suffering. An all-powerful God could, if desired, construct an existence wherein happiness is experienced at every moment of our lives. Suffering negates either the concept that God is all-loving or that God is all-powerful, leaving omniscience and omnipresence. These two, without love and power, points to a God using and manipulating humans for entertainment, a massive experiment set in motion, and allowed to run its painful course. Almost feels like the Roman times when the gods needed their egos stroked before they would bless a few humanoids. If the Christian concept of free will and their definition of God are incompatible, what then? Perhaps, the Four Noble Truths of Buddhism? 1. Suffering is endemic to life. 2. The cause of suffering is attachment. 3. Suffering can end by liberation from attachment. 4. Suffering ceases by immersing in the Eightfold Path summed up in wisdom, ethical conduct, and meditation which, when mastered, can all be left behind. Having only a rudimentary grasp of Buddhism, I can neither defend nor undermine its teachings. I can say, having angled my life path as I have, there is significant intersectionality between my perception of proper living and the Eightfold Path. 
It wasn't purposeful rather a fallout from decades of learning through suffering, my suffering, the suffering of others. Still, I am not a Buddhist, a Bodhisattva, maybe, definitely not a Buddhist. Just as I can admire the teachings of Jesus and not be a Christian, under the narrow church definition, so, too, I embrace Buddhist teaching without crossing the life from admiration to devotee. Interestingly, there is significant overlap between Jesus' utterances and Buddha's proclamations. The two are more alike than different, parallel not orthogonal or tangential. It would not surprise me if Jesus was a manifestation of the reincarnated Buddha. Except that Buddhahood frees one of the cycles of life, death, reincarnation. And my view of reincarnation diverges sharply from my understanding of Buddhist reincarnation. I see the life cycle as in alignment with the first law of thermodynamics, the conservation of energy. Meaning, my body is used to nourish other beings ensuring the energy is dissipated into other beings sustaining their lives, momentarily. My atoms disperse into the universes at infinitum and my last breath sets that process into action by alerting beings in close proximity to initiate the processes of decay, i.e. dispersing into all creation one mouthful at a time. 12 August 13, 2021